This is the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice. And now, your host, Matty Ice. Hello again, everyone. Happy Monday, and welcome back to the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice and brought to you, as always, by Matty Ice Media. I am your host, Matty Ice, and another week and another episode. Uh, last week was was interesting on the big news front, so I don't think you have to be a sports fan in general to know who Tiger Woods is. For me personally, being the age that I am, I was very fortunate to be able to see Tiger during his heyday. Coming up, I believe he came, he was on like Ed McMahon's, you know, whatever that star showcase was, and I think he was what like three years old with his dad hitting the golf ball. Uh, coming up on the amateur ranks when he was in college at Stanford, and then basically just took the golf world by storm. But the interesting part about Tiger is that he took the golf world by storm. And I was actually talking with my wife about this, and he really did so not because of his dominant golf play, but also in part because he was unlike any golfer that we had seen to that point. And when I say that, I mean that golf was a predominantly white sport, especially you know at Augusta National, which is where the Masters is played. And when Tiger won his first major in 1997, he did so being the first black man to do it. And it was not received well within those ranks. And, you know, it really changed the way we looked at uh, sports in general, I think. Because I think a lot of times in the, the big time sports in this country, it has been a very white American dominated sport. But now so many of the sports that we follow in this country are international. Hockey for certain is international. Baseball has so much of a uh, you know Caribbean presence these days, and obviously now um, you know golf is just completely international. So Tiger really changed a lot of how I think Americans view golf. He made golf interesting, and I think he became a star to the of the highest order uh, for that. But recently he was in a near fatal car crash, and um, you know if you're familiar with ti- the arc of Tiger's life. He has battled addiction, at least in terms of pain medication. And whenever this accident news came out, I think a lot of us gravitated toward, well, I hope it wasn't, you know, related to that. But for me, when I first heard that he was in a car accident, it brought me back to a year ago, well, a little over a year ago, when we lost Kobe Bryant. And I say we lost Kobe Bryant because that was one of the uh, few celebrity deaths that really catches you by surprise, not just because of how young they are, but because of how the news story takes place. And I, I always think of like JFK Jr. dying in a plane crash. Um, and I think Princess Diana as well, you know, in, in the car crash that she died in. But I think it's, um, it's difficult not to bring yourself back to that moment with Kobe because it felt like such a surreal headline. And then you saw news about the people that were involved in the, in the helicopter crash uh, before the victims, you know, next of kin was even, even notified. And after all the details of that came about, we were all kind of horrified with the way the journalistic uh, integrity was sort of, um, you know, thrown by the wayside in the reporting of that. I just want to say this too, like I'm, I'm not necessarily judging how people um, do their news reporting, but it was evident to me when you find out that uh, Vanessa Bryant, Kobe's uh, you know, widow, finds out about his death on social media before she's actually able to uh, process this information after being told by an authority figure of some sort and i hope that nobody ever has to go through something like that because i would want to hear it from the right people when my uh, wife was pregnant 
we did not put it out on social media uh, or anything like that because we wanted to be the ones to deliver that message it was something personal something that meant a lot to us and meant a lot to the people in our lives and we wanted to be able to you know own that message and unfortunately for kobe bryant's uh wife his kids and his family and friends um that message was not able to be controlled and i think to that with the tiger woods case as well because you know this this came out and i think it's an unfortunate uh i don't want to even want to say growth in this country because it seems like we've we've taken a step back but um where i think it feels from a journalistic perspective more important to be first rather than to be correct um, you don't want to feel as if you've been scooped by waiting too long on something and i i do wonder to myself if we get to a point where we want to uh be first in something rather than being correct in something and now that the details of tiger's uh, crash have come out it turns out that it was just a crash that anybody could have been in uh driving an unfamiliar car that he was i don't want to say gifted i don't know what the um you know the, the details are of that but um, he was there for a golf tournament he was supposed to be going to a photo shoot and i believe there were uh, other football players uh, in the Southern California area who are going to be part of that. I think Justin Herbert and Drew Brees, and um, I think he was late. He was driving himself, which we come to find out is commonplace for Tiger. Uh, he is not somebody who has a driver. As I think in his life, he has reached an age, reached a point in his life where he doesn't feel the need to have a driver because I don't think he is going to find himself impaired in any way. And for me, I, I hoped that it wasn't the case that he was inebriated or intoxicated in some way. Uh, I think you hope that for anybody who you know has struggled with an addiction of some sort. Um, but I was willing to wait. I wanted to hear the details. But unfortunately, people on social media and people in your general news cycle uh, just didn't want to wait for that. And the speculation began immediately. And it, it makes me a little bit sad. I'd like to think as human beings, we're a little bit better than that. I would like to think that we would be much more careful with a narrative around somebody having an accident of this type, especially knowing that their kids are old enough to be exposed to this. Now, I understand that many of you are going to say, well, he's a celebrity. He's given up all elements of privacy in his life. And I would say to you, uh, that is bullshit. Um, I understand that there is a level of privacy that Tiger is not able to keep based off of his celebrity standing in this world. Um, but I think there is a level of privacy that his young children carry with them. I think that should be um, you know, held up as uh, often and as strongly as possible. I don't know who's to do it, but I know that it's something that I would want for my son. If something were to happen to me, if I was in the public realm in some sort, I would want to make sure that the message was controlled by myself and that I could have a conversation with him. So I come to find out that Tiger was just like anybody else listening to this podcast. Everybody who's listening, no matter where you are, you've been late. You've been late somewhere and you have rushed to try to get there because it's something important it doesn't matter what it is whether you've been late to school late to a job uh late to a party or late to a, a date a first date or something like that and you've rushed to get there and if you're driving somewhere how do we rush to get there we speed and we probably are not as careful of our usual driving uh, practices and especially in areas in which maybe there is um, a level of danger that's higher than just the normal uh, your normal everyday road and i think tiger was driving an unfamiliar car lost control of his car coming down a hill that is now well known for being treacherous and um unfortunately was thrown off the road uh tumbled hit trees and 
It was quite a horrific accident. Tiger needed to be pulled out with the jaws of life. The other thing that was interesting about the narrative there is everybody wanted to know, was this the end of Tiger's golfing career? And I know that we associate these celebrities with whatever it is that they, they do that we know them for. And I think I said this in the episode about Chadwick Boseman. Uh, we tend to look at celebrities for the roles that they've played and not necessarily looking at them as the human beings that they are. I think sports players are very much in that realm because it's in, an, in an individual sport like golf, it's much more likely that we are going to see the celebrity for who they are um, because they're out there, they're exposed. They are not covered up by a team sport or, or something like that. And Tiger's life has been very much out there for it. And one of the reasons that I mentioned the Kobe Bryant episode, uh, incident was not because of the journal, not just because, excuse me, the journalistic similarities, but the arc of their life as a public figure has been very, very similar uh, in, in a way. Tiger Woods was one of the most wholesome people that we thought that we knew. The way that he was in all of these commercials was family man, good man, wholesome man. Um, you know, the way that they he portrayed his relationship with his parents, specifically his mother. And then I can't even remember, I think it was like 10 years ago, Tiger, you know, had an incident that I don't think is all that dissimilar from people who are in a position of privilege and power that he is um and now that we know that tiger has an addictive personality um the scandal that he had of infidelity and just you know what we find out is an entire uh, ring of sexual behavior outside of his marriage no judgment here by the way i mean people are human so that that's not what this is about but uh it was really a tarnish on who he was uh so many women specifically turned on him for the infidelity against his wife at the time and of course he had kids then as well and i get it it's not a good look for him but i think what that spoke to was the idea that we had put tiger in a place of which he you know it wasn't deserving not necessarily deserving but we shouldn't be putting celebrities in that place to begin with because i think we have to remember at the end of the day they're human beings above all and kobe bryant while it was earlier in his career much uh you know, it was, it was about the time when he was at his peak in terms of winning. Tiger had got, been a little bit past that at that point. Um, but Kobe had the alleged rape against him. And again, it was another incident of infidelity. That story turned out to be a little bit different. Whereas in Tiger's case, we found out how true it was with all the stories that had come out. Um, with Kobe, you know, we found out that, yes, there was um, sexual relations outside of the marriage, but the, the rape allegations were dropped. And we don't really know uh, what happened there. And I just remember when he died, I think it was uh, Gail King, the reporter, had asked, uh, I want to say Lisa Leslie, who was a, uh, I believe, a Hall of Fame WNBA player, um, about it. And there was a lot of backlash from, from folks because they're like, how could you do that in death? But I think the similarity between Tiger and Kobe is the fact that it is part of their legacy. It's part of who they are. And I think when something like a, you know like their death takes place i think at some point it is a relevant piece of information to to talk about i think it is something that's relevant to who they are um just because i think it should be all encompassing not just the good parts but you know both guys uh overcame that both guys uh redeemed themselves in some way and found a better place in their life they found a better path and i think they should be commended for that but in tiger's case now you know, he's 45 years old. 
his life is in a completely different place than it was when he came on the scene and had started winning his majors even when he did the tiger slam which if you're not a golf uh viewer there are four what they call majors uh of golf these events that happen every year and he had won all four of those in a row in the span of a calendar year which is an un not unprecedented necessarily but um it's a feat that not many people have done let's put it that way and here he is 45 um he, he's he's a different person he's a dad of older children uh i think recently as the end of last year he played in a golf tournament with his son and you saw a different side of him you saw a dad you, you know you didn't see the competitor like we've seen the competitor tiger many many times but in that case we saw dad uh, and it was one of the coolest things. It humanized Tiger in a way that I don't think we ever had uh, to that point. And I think even before that, during the early days of the pandemic, when uh, they did, I think it was like the, the match or something like that. And uh, Tiger and Tom Brady and uh, Phil Mickelson, and I want to say Peyton Manning, had that uh, aired golf match, which was just so much fun. And again, you saw a different side of Tiger. You saw a trash talky side of Tiger, a human side of Tiger, somebody that every dude who's ever played competitive sports probably recognizes. And again, we don't see all of that from, from a guy like Tiger. We see his fierce competitiveness, and that's what we have been accustomed to seeing. So now fast forward to today, and you know Tiger has had some almost life-threatening surgeries. When you find out just how serious his legs were pinned and how serious his uh, his injuries are, you know, it's like, what is his future? But I think we make a mistake in asking what his future in golf is. So if you've listened to the show before, you know that I co-host another show with uh, my friend Cleveland called Cowboy Season. And in one of our most recent episodes, we talked about what it's like for professional athletes on the back end of their careers. Uh, one unique aspect of being an athlete at the highest level is the fact that your professional career culminates at such an early age. Most kids in some way um, have dreamed about something in childhood and a lot of us act that out. Like I know that I acted scoring a you know, touchdown in the Super Bowl or hitting a home run in the World Series or what have you. And for these people, when they're kids, when they get there, but for these people, they have reached a childhood dream at such an early age. And I don't know how much of a childhood dream it was of Tiger's to be the golfer that he was, but it was definitely something that was instilled in him from an early age by his father, and he succeeded in it because he was forced to put the work in at a young age, and he continued to put the work in through his adult life, and he took his craft very seriously. And I think um, when you do that, you kind of get lost in it. But for these athletes, when it's over, I mean, it's over in such a crushing, finite way. So many, or excuse me, so few get to actually go out on top. The stories that you see of like Peyton Manning and John Elway winning a Super Bowl and then ducking out of the sport, it doesn't happen that often, if ever. Uh, most athletes end up having to hang it up because they are useless in the sport. The sport has passed them by. The other players have passed them by. And I try to imagine what that's like to, to know that your, your dream life is over in your mid-30s or late-30s and trying to pick up the pieces and go forward. And I think for Tiger now, he has to pick up the pieces and go forward, but I think he does so in such a better place. Um, in 2019, we saw Tiger make a comeback, and I'll use that in quotes, even though you can't see me air quoting, 
um, because we never thought we would see that version of Tiger again. To see him win the Masters was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in sports. It felt like a redemption. It felt like the culmination of Tiger's road back. And I know a lot of people didn't want to accept him back, but uh, it felt good for me as a, as a fan of golf and a fan of Tiger's and just wanting human beings in general to be the best versions of themselves and to be able to overcome adversity to get back to whatever it is that they want in life, right? Like whatever, wherever they want to be in life. And it was a great moment for Tiger. And so when I saw the... Um, the severity of Tiger's injuries and surgeries, I didn't care about whether I'd see him golf again. As a dad of a younger child, I thought to myself, I want to see him grow old with his kids, uh, be able to play with his kids, you know, do things with them, travel, teach them, be there for all of their uh, moments that you can't get back. I've been very fortunate to have my, my dad alive for my entire the entirety of my life. Whereas I know a lot of people listening don't have that luxury anymore. My dad was there when I got married. He's held my my son. Um, you know, he's so many catches, so many moments, so many just conversations that I can talk with him and, you know, get his fatherly advice. And I want that for Tiger's kids. I want that for Tiger because I know as a, as a dad, it's an extremely important thing. It's an extremely, um, you know, emotional ride. And that's what I worry about for Tiger. And so... For all of the journalists out there who wanted to be right about Tiger's addiction, who wanted to pin him as an addict who couldn't get out of his own way, um, that's shame on you. Being first isn't always the best. There's a lot of people in our history of human, in the history of the human race who have been first. And how many of those people do we necessarily remember, especially in the journalism world? Is it great that you were right about Kobe or, you know, about Kobe Bryant being in that helicopter? Would it have really added to your life or your career if you were right about Tiger being on pain medication or being intoxicated? And does it make you feel worse knowing that he wasn't? Knowing that you're out there with a take because it's just popular to have a take now. now you have a Twitter account and you can just have a friggin' take and just say whatever the hell you want. These are people, people's lives we're talking about. Whether they're celebrities or not, they're human. And Tiger Woods is human. Tiger Woods now... Um, has a road to recovery as a human being that I don't wish on anybody. And I hope that he comes back. I hope that he comes back as a human being. And if he steps away from his dream of being a golfer, from playing at Augusta, from winning another major, but he gets to live with his kids and be functional, and he you know, doesn't have to have his legs amputated, um, to me, that's the greatest gift for him. And it's a greater gift to the human race for that. Because... Um, it's more important for Tiger, the human being, to come back. Because if you ask Vanessa Bryan and her kids whether they want their sister back and their dad back, I think that they would give anything to have that back. And I know that if I was in their shoes, I would too. So call your parents, folks. Uh, whoever your loved ones are, they don't have to be your mom or your dad. Um, whoever it is that you recognize as somebody that had an influence on you growing up, um, give them a call. Give them a text. Let them know you care. Uh, those times are fleeting, and it just goes to show you that at any time, similar to where Tiger is now, um, it could be gone in a flash. So make sure you do that, and I'm going to do that as soon as the microphones are off here. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, it's been, uh, you know, I had a good weekend. I think it's 
uh, looking up in terms of weather in the New England area. I mean, excuse me, the Virginia area. I'm so used to thinking about my parents now with this COVID vaccine stuff. But, um, you know, I appreciate everybody's time. I know that everybody's time is uh, valuable to them. And I know that taking the 20 to 25 minutes to listen to this show um, is taking 20 to 25 minutes away from something that you could be doing, uh, you know, with other people or even your loved ones. So um, I really, really appreciate it. I just want to give a shout out to all the new countries we've seen. We've had some listens from the Philippines, from Malaysia, uh, some from Poland, and all of those listens are appreciated on this show. Maddie Ice Media certainly appreciates the international presence that we have. And we want to continue to bring that to you in as many forms as possible. Uh, if you haven't checked out our website, please do so. www.maddieicemedia.com. There you can find all of the shows, which include uh, Cowboy Season, which I, I mentioned earlier. Uh, the Manual, Political Football, which will be coming back in a few months. Um, and, and other other media content, whether it's YouTube or podcast, you can find it there. As for this show, uh, please give us a shout out whether it's on Instagram at Soulfully Casual Podcast or uh, email soulfully.casual at gmail.com. So uh, I appreciate your time. I hope you're all staying safe. I hope you're all happy. Um, continue to do that. Continue to, um, to listen, to share, and just you know do what you can to live a fulfilling life. And I will see you all down the road. <laughs>